Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Near the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Before I get to the sermon, I wanted to read you part of the Catholic epistle. And humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. It's a promise. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. And listen to that one. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother or sister and judges his brother or sister speaks evil of the law and judges the law. Speak evil of no one. No one. No one. This is a sin. This is a sin. This is not from God. The message of this Sunday is, as you heard the Gospel reading, we heard about a man who was demon-possessed and could not hear and could not speak. And like I told you uh, the last few weeks, that the message of the church during the months of Papa is the power of Christ. That Christ, our God, is a true God. And Christ is a powerful God. He's not just some person who came saying some messages that we can use them. But He in His person is God. And He has the power of God and He is God. The first, the first Sunday was the power of Christ over sickness. Last Sunday, as you heard, was the power of Christ over nature. It was a great catch of fish with Peter. This Sunday, we hear the power of Christ over demons. And God willing, next Sunday, we hear the power of Christ over death. So when you put the four Sundays together, Christ is God. He has power over the impossible. What I want to talk to you today briefly is this idea of the demons. We know what God wants, but what do the demons want? So we know what God wants. We know that God wants all men to be saved, right? We know that God wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what God wants. What do the demons want? They want none to be saved and no one to come to the knowledge of the truth. The opposite. God wants us to be one body and one spirit. What do the demons want? Wants us to be divided. Want us to speak evil of one another. Want us not to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord so He doesn't lift us up. This is, this is real. The fact of the matter is, Christ had at least 16 encounters with the demons in the Gospel. 16 encounters. And if the message of salvation took the time to write to us these encounters with the demons, we should watch out. Even when Christ taught us the Lord's Prayer, He said, make sure you pray this every day and deliver us from the evil one, from the demons, from Satan. Christ asked us to pray for our Heavenly Father, asking for that daily, for that protection from the evil one. The first thing I want to talk about is the demons are real, and Satan is real. 
There's a beautiful book by C.S. Lewis called Screwtape Letters. This book talks about things from the perspectives of the demons. How do the demons think when they're trying to make Christians fall into sin? It's a beautiful book. It's short. It's not long. I recommend all of us to read it, including middle school and high school age. And one thing that demons are trying to accomplish is they want us to think that they do not exist. Why? Why on earth would Satan would not want us to believe that he exists? Think for a second. If you know that you have an enemy, and St. Peter would tell us, be sober, be vigilant, watch out, your, your enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion, going around trying to get you. But if you think that that enemy does not exist, he's not there, what's going to happen? Are you going to be sober? No. Are you going to be vigilant? No. You're going to be an easy prey. And that's exactly what he wants. Exactly what he wants. That's why a lot of people that follow Satan daily don't even think about him, don't even recognize his existence. So the first thing is Satan is real. And also, if you know in baptism, those who get baptized or those who attended baptism um, of others, we take the time to say, I renounce you, Satan, and all your works and all your evil armies. And then I say, I renounce you, I renounce you, I renounce you. This is, this is part of the baptism. And then I turn to the east and say, I believe in Christ my God and continue on. So we have to know that our enemy is real. And he's trying to get us, just like St. Peter said. A lion that's roaring around trying to get you. And once he gets you, he's not going to let you go. You're his food. The second thing I want to tell you is that Christ our God is a powerful God. The demons are very powerful. They control this whole world with all its evil. So they're, they're powerful. But their power is nothing in front of Christ on the sign of the cross. When we hear this gospel account, Christ asked this demon to leave that person and he left immediately. When we look at other accounts, for example, when Christ went to the region of the Gadarenes, and that man who was very demon-possessed, and then he was doing a lot of things that they couldn't control him. And then when Christ came, we hear that they begged him to go into a different host, or to cast the person into the water, into the ocean, the sea. But Christ did not allow them. And then when Christ asked them, who are you? They said, my name is Legion, because we are many. Imagine that. And Christ said, leave him right now. And then we know the story, they got into that herd of the swine, and the swine drowned in the, in the sea. We also see that in the Gospels, especially the Gospel that we read in the, in the 11th hour, that the devils came out of many crying out and saying, you are Christ, the Son of God. And he did not allow them to speak. Did not allow them to speak. We also hear in another account, the demons crying out to Christ and telling him, we know who you are, you came to torment us before our time. 
So my beloved, we have to know this, that Christ our God is a powerful God. His name terrorizes the demons. The mention of the name of Christ terrorizes the demons. If they're tempting you, all you need is the name of Christ and the sign of His cross. And we hear this also in the story, in the life account of St. Anthony the Great. After, you know the story of St. Anthony, how much the demons were after him and bothered him and tortured him and almost killed him. But when we flip the pages toward the middle of his life, we hear St. Athanasius telling us about the life of Anthony, but Anthony figured it out. Anthony, by the power of, by the, power of the, by the power of the name of Christ and the sign of the cross, was able to live peaceably and conquer demons all the days of his life. This is beautiful. This is from the life of Anthony, from the pen of St. Athanasius. The name of Christ and the sign of the cross. St. Anthony the Great, was that was his secret. He was able to conquer the demons the rest of the days of his life. And also, we hear the beautiful prayer that St. Anthony used to pray. St. Anthony, St. Athanasius also tells us that Anthony, in his sitting down and getting up, like everything he does, whether he sits, he gets up, he walks around, he had this prayer. Arise, O Lord God, that your enemies be scattered, that those who hate your holy name flee from before your face. This was to the demons. This is how St. Anthony was able to conquer the great. We too have the power of Christ with us. And we are the children. So we have to ask for protection from those evil armies. The last thing I want to tell you, Satan is a lot smarter than we are. And maybe because we are protected by the Eucharist and the body and the blood of Christ, we're not going to be possessed. But Satan can still deliver the same result without possessing us. We could be this man that was in the gospel reading was both mute and deaf. Some people could be in the church today and they heard nothing. They heard nothing from the readings, from the liturgy, from the gospel, from the sermon. They're deaf. Satan accomplished what he wanted without possessing them. They're distracted by the world. Satan accomplished the same results. Some of us could be believers, but they would not speak about Christ anywhere. With their friends, with their families. The name of Christ and the stories that they read spiritually is never shared. So we're mute. The same result is accomplished without possessing us. That's why I repeat what I said before. We have to be vigilant and watch out for our enemy, the devil, who's roaring around to get us. Daniel, the prophet, in his prophecy, he spoke about the evil in the world, Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus and all those people. But then the last five chapters of his book, he switched the gears and started talking about the demonic powers, the evil powers behind the evil in the world. So think about this. Some person who's causing division, some person who's, like we said, speaking evil of brothers and sisters. It's evil, but there's evil behind the evil. That person is fulfilling the will of Satan. So we have to be aware when we're doing those things, we are captives and slaves of the demons. And we are not seeking Christ our God with a sign of the cross to deliver us from them. May God grant us power over the demons and out of temptations, and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. 
This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.